0: Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.
1: WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton-Mays. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know. With Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick Sports, Lou Dobbs Business. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC.
2: Yep, that's me. 5 o'clock. It is a Friday morning. In fact, it's Friday, March 31st. Good morning. Happy Friday. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center sun this morning clouds this afternoon, high 54. Then a uh, rain tonight, high 51. Saturday rain, high
1: 68.
0: Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.
2: And then Sunday sun and clouds, high 51. If you're walking out the door with us right now, and so happy you are. It's 28 and clear in Islip, 30 in Alamuchi, and 36 and partly cloudy here in Midtown. So much to get to as we work our way up to the 6 o'clock hour. Of course, this indictment coming down uh, yesterday uh, in the late afternoon. And then I sat down to do some stuff to update our website and be in touch with people, how we're going to do our coverage. And then I sit down to have dinner with my family. Family and uh, I look at my 14 year old across the table, who's you know chowing down, and I say, "Hey, did you did you see this uh, whole thing with the president being indicted?" And his response
1: was the best. For an appointment or newbridgehealth
2: He looked at me and he goes, I need money. <laughs> and I said, Okay. He could care less, which is also which is awesome because I didn't really want to sit at the dinner table and talk about the Trump indictment. He goes, I need money because I'm meeting friends at a movie thirty on, on a movie theater on West Thirty Fourth Street. We're going to see cocaine bear and then we're gonna go out to eat afterwards. He could care less. So it's always a good reminder when we're sort of in this news bubble. And it is a huge story. Don't get me wrong. But we're in this news bubble sometimes. And you realize a lot of people outside that news bubble, like my teenager, who probably could care less. All right, let's get into the headlines.
1: But top five at five.
2: And it is, of course, all about Donald Trump. What's next for Donald Trump now that he's been indicted? We're hearing the 911 calls made amid the Nashville shooting. In Texas, they want to get rid of woke professors. It was a good opening day for both the Mets and Yankees. And Gwyneth Paltrow, she is off the hook. WABC News Time 503. Okay, let's jump into that indictment. The indictment of former President Trump will mark the first criminal case against a U.S. president. MSNBC legal analyst Danny Cerveo says these charges may not even be the strongest against the former president. Many
3: uh,
4: have uh, questioned whether or not these are the strongest potential charges against donald trump and if the stronger charges might uh, not be those in georgia Uh, potentially
3: or uh, from the federal investigation uh, led by special counsel
2: so trump's going to face these criminal charges as new york grand jury has been investigating the hush money case involving his alleged role in a payment to adult film star stormy daniels to cover up their alleged affair trump has said the charges would actually help him in his 2024 presidential run most elected republicans yesterday rallying around the president in the run-up to the indictment one of his lawyers calling this indictment illegally uh, pathetic.
5: Just knowing the facts as I know them, based on comments to the press by people like Michael Cohen, who they're resting their case on, I think his sentiments are uh, that this is a result of him leading in the polls doing incredibly well.
2: That's Alina Haba, who says Trump's been dealing with things like this for years.
5: When people are afraid of someone being successful and fixing the mess that our country is, they come after you. So this is the same thing that President Trump has been dealing with for um,
2: years. One of the key witnesses in the grand jury case brought by Alvin Bragg was Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, says he's waited for this day a long time.
1: It shows that the rule of law that justice still exists in this country and that accountability really matters.
2: Yeah. Uh, don't get in the way
1: of him in a camera. He likes the attention. It's extremely important that we let the process work out and that people do still understand that there is a presumption of innocence in this country. So Trump's
2: uh, sons, Using the words such as communist and third world in their responses to the indictment of their dad. Here is Eric Trump. I mean, this is, these people are evil. They're wicked. And it's why people have lost trust in the system of the United States of America. This is third world tactics. Donald Trump Jr. doing a live stream yesterday, he called Thursday's grand jury vote communist level that would make Mao Stalin eh, blush. Not all members, though, of former President Trump's family are upset over the president's indictment. His niece, Mary Trump, who's been all over the uh, former president for years, she made a statement and then went in front of the cameras, too. Because
5: he has gotten away with so much for so long, I think it's absolutely understandable that some people would be feeling vindicated and, quite honestly, celebratory.
2: Yeah, she's also saying it's been a long time coming. The defenders, okay, former Vice President Mike Pence calling the indictment an
6: outrage. The American people are going to look at this, see it as one more example of the criminalization of politics in this country. And and it's one more example of the kind of drama that captures Washington, D.C.
2: Yeah, so interesting, those comments, of course, come after he's previously criticized his former boss of his role in the uh, 2020-2021 attack at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, But
6: last night he was defending his former boss. I think the unprecedented indictment of a former president of the United States on a campaign finance issue is an outrage.
2: The Secret Service now talking with the NYPD, the FBI, as they figure out how they're going to transport the former president from Mar-a-Lago to Manhattan to face the criminal's charges. Correspondent Garrett Haake has more on that. An unprecedented
3: political circus that'll end with an arraignment process that's much like that that anyone else charged with a crime in New York City would face. He'll be fingerprinted. Uh, he'll have his mugshot taken. He'll have his cheek swab for DNA. We won't see any of that, but he'll go through all of it, accompanied by a
2: Secret Service detail. Yeah, so Trump's lawyers are going to provide, they say, for a safe surrender. He'll appear
3: before a judge for an arraignment. Again, that part, just like anyone else you might see in, uh, you know, charged with any particular crime on the island of Manhattan. So it, this is going to be a fairly extraordinary moment legally, And politically.
2: WABC News Time 509. It seemed like this indictment would we would not hear about an indictment or a decision on an indictment till the end of April. Was that a head fake on the part of D.A. Alvin Bragg? Right. We were told that the grand jury wasn't going to meet on this for another three or four weeks. And then apparently they did meet on it and took a vote. And that's why we heard about it last night, just as the courts were closing in lower Manhattan. So what do New Yorkers think about all this? Well. In very blue Manhattan, you might guess uh, what some New Yorkers are saying. Yes, I'm
5: very excited. I've been looking forward to um, consequences for the actions that the former guy has had for years. Like, my friends and I are already celebrating online. All
2: right, what about down at the Staten Island Ferry Terminal? Of course, Staten Island being more conservative than any other place in the five boroughs. He's a thief. He's crooked. He's a fraud.
4: The past always comes
2: back to haunt you.
3: He's dunny. He's clearly done a lot of illegal things, uh, so it's good to get charged with something. This one in particular, I don't know, it's certainly not his most important crime.
2: It was interesting. It was hard to find people defending the ex-president here yesterday in the city, which you might say, okay, well, it's a Democratic-controlled city, but... um you know, Staten Island Ferry. you thought you might be able to find somebody who would support the president. I am
5: glad that they finally got Donald Trump indicted. I feel like it is not a good example to the youth if we allow a person like him or anyone else to get away with lying, cheating and stealing. So I think it's very, very important that we go through the justice process. All
2: right. So it was quiet overnight. Police patrols beefed up Trump Tower, of course, the lower Manhattan courthouse where this grand jury has been meeting. But Nothing. There was a ton of reporters there last night, but not any real protesters. There were some people there with a big banner who were happy that he had been indicted, a couple people hanging around who were upset that Trump had been indicted. But so far, thankfully, uh, you know, nothing violent, protests, peaceful protests, of course, those are always welcome, but that did not happen last night. All right. Let's move on to other stuff. WABC News Time 511. This was the story of the day yesterday until the president was indicted. Just this tragic story out of Kentucky. Two army Black Hawk helicopters crashing while on a training mission. Nine soldiers killed. Just horrendous. The
3: nine individuals we lost
2: are children of God. They will be mourned and missed by their families, by their communities. Yeah, that's Governor Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir. It happened near Fort Campbell Wednesday night during a planned training mission, and every soldier on board the helicopters were killed. The Brigadier General John Lubas says pilots were using night vision equipment. All of the soldiers were with the 101st Airborne Division, and Bashir, the governor in Kentucky, asking, of course, for prayers for those families. And we're going to
3: be there with them, not just for the days, but the weeks and the months and the
2: years to come. We're going to let them know that they are loved. They are special. The helicopters did have black boxes, and Army officials say an investigation into exactly how this happened is well underway. Two
1: of our Black Hawk helicopters
4: were involved in a crash during a planned training flight that resulted
2: in the death of all nine service members. That's the uh, Brigadier General John Lubis, who says they will bring and have brought in, actually, an investigative team to the scene. And they've been there for the last, well, now it was Wednesday nights for the last 36 hours or so. The Army
4: has deployed an aircraft safety team from Fort Rucker, Alabama, and will immediately initiate an investigation to help us understand what caused this crash.
2: Yeah, so don't have many more details than that. Of course, as they come into us, we'll pass them on to you. 513, let's bring it back home to New York City. A good ending to what was an intense search for an autistic teenager who got separated for his, from his family while visiting the city from California. It, NYPD Commissioner Kishant Sewell was part of this search. I mean, she went on... Uh, You know, in front of the cameras and said, you got to help us find 16-year-old Connor Leon, who was nonverbal and was last seen around 5 o'clock on Wednesday in Times Square near – well, actually, it was near St. Patrick's Cathedral, so a little way, a couple blocks away from Times Square – and this is what it sounded like during this frantic search. Please
4: amplify this message. Please look at the picture. He is 16 years old. Again, he is nonverbal and autistic. His name is Connor Leon. But as I understand it, he answers to the name of Red.
2: All right, so we like that this story has a good ending. So the 16-year-old tourist who got separated family outside of St. Patrick's Cathedral uh, was found in Queens. Apparently, he walked to Queens. Uh, the California twin, who's uh, nonverbal, has autism, was found at his grandfather's home where uh, they had been staying. They don't know how he got there or how he ended up there, but uh, thank God that story ended well. A Long Island correctional officer has been fired after getting arrested on contraband charges. Nassau County District Attorney Ann Donnelly Says Javal Welch allegedly brought a drug-coated Bible into an East Meadow jail.
5: We actually have
2: seen a surge of Bible pages in the correctional center that are being rolled up to smoke. <laughs> I have to say that's ingenious, uh, but they got caught, so I guess it's not. Completely genius. Three uh the Bible pages were coded with a drug, K2, which is that synthetic marijuana. It's not clear what Welch was going to do with the Bible, but I'm guessing he was going to smoke the Bible. He wasn't able to do that. 5.15, let's head over to the 77 W ABC Sports Desk. It's Friday, so everybody's happy here, especially Justin Ollick. Good morning, Justin. Well, good morning, Noam Layden, and happy Friday to you as well. Opening
4: day, 2023, did not disappoint here in New York City with both local teams starting off the year 1-0. and The Yanks got things started in the Bronx with their 5 to nothing win over the San Francisco Giants. It didn't take long for Aaron, or should I say arson judge, to pick up right where he left off, going deep on just the second pitch that he saw.
1: Now it's driven to center field really and deep. Nostripski back, still back, on the track, at the wall, see ya! He picks up where he left off! A home
7: run for judge! 1-0 is.
4: That call courtesy of the Yes Network. Cleber has added a two-run shot as well. Our Garrett Cole looked nasty on the bump with his 11 Ks over six scoreless innings. After an off day today, the Bombers will pick it back up tomorrow at the stadium for game two of their three-game set with San Fran. As for the Mets, they broke through in Miami against the Marlins with a seventh-inning rally that gave them an opening day 5-3 to victory. Brandon Nimmo broke the 3-3 tie in the seventh inning with a two-run double that put New York up for good. Max Scherzer was good, but not great in his season debut, chucking six innings of work and yielding three earned runs along the way. It wasn't all good news for the Mets yesterday, though, with the news coming before first pitch that their second ace in Justin Verlander would be sidelined with a strained upper back muscle. The reigning AL Cy Young Award winner will undergo more scans in a week to determine a timetable for his return. It'll be David Peterson getting the ball for the Mets tonight in Miami, going up against Jesus Lazardo at 6.40 p.m. Eastern time. In a game that could have implications on home ice advantage in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Devils edged out the Rangers in Jersey last night by a score of 2-1. to one. New Jersey did all their scoring in the first period with the event game winner coming off a one-timer from Timo Meyer. The lone tally for the Rangers came in the second period off the stick of Chris Kreider, but that's all New York would muster and route for the loss. The Devils gained some breathing room in that Eastern Conference 3 seed, now sitting four points ahead of both the Rangers and Toronto Maple Leafs. Rangers will be right back at it tonight in Buffalo against the Sabres at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Looking ahead to action tonight, you got hardwood action to look forward to. The Knicks are out in Cleveland taking on the Cavaliers at 7.30 p.m. and also at 7.30. The Nets, they'll welcome in the
2: Atlanta Hawks. Here with sports, I'm Justin Olick on 77 wabc much more to get to as we work our way up to the six o'clock hour and sit in friends in the morning the nypd tracking a surge in In auto thefts, especially Kia and Hyundais, we'll tell you why there's a TikTok connection to that. The Vatican says the Pope doing a little bit better today. And we'll hear some of the 911 calls, the frantic ones, made inside that Nashville school as that shooting took place. That and more. But first, at 520, a check of Wall Street, here's Lou Dobbs.
1: This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
6: Back-to-back winning sessions pushing the market toward a positive week, the Dow up more than 140 points yesterday. The S&P hit a three-week high. NVIDIA and Intel carried the NASDAQ up 87 points. Investors betting on chip makers as the artificial intelligence race heats up. Crude oil prices still climbing. Crude at $74 a barrel, the benchmark up 6% over the past five sessions. Piedmont lithium stock soaring up 17% this week, up nearly 40% this year. Piedmont lithium reports quarterly earnings today. Ford hiking the price of the F-150 Lightning again. Base models now start at just under $60,000. Rising material costs the reason. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
1: Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
2: WABC News Time 521. The NYPD. Tracking a surge in auto thefts triggered by a social media challenge. Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell says a TikTok trend showing how easy it is to steal certain Kia and Hyundai models went viral at the end of last year. And it's been prompting a spike in thefts nationwide now here in New York, too. We
5: believe teenagers are
4: stealing them based on the video uh, for joyriding. But we cannot ignore the fact there's a possibility they are being used in the commission of a crime. Uh, the, obviously, the stealing of them themselves is the crime, but there's a more dangerous crime that can happen down the road. Sewell says of
2: most of the stolen cars are later abandoned, officials urging... New Yorkers to lock their cars, park in high traffic areas with good lighting. So far this year, the NYPD has made more than one hundred arrests for Kia and Hyundai thefts. That's a that's a lot, hundred. Last
4: year, probably around September is when we started to see the trend uh, hit New York City. Uh, before then, we were averaging probably ten to twelve thefts of these cars a month, and by December, we were up to about a hundred.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. Mayor Adams uh, calling for teens to stop, you know, following these TikTok trends. I
4: need
7: uh, my social media companies to play a more active role on how we don't put out dangerous social media challenges like this.
2: 522 candidates who want to run for certain offices in Westchester County now required to disclose their background. County Executive George Latimer says the truthful disclosure bill is designed to stop candidates from lying about their experience like embattled congressman George Santos did out on Long Island and in Queens. Uh, so it's called the truthful disclosure bill coming from a politician. I'm
1: not saying anything that we all don't know about. Mr. Santos was less than truthful in the things that he uh, uh, referenced in terms of his background when he ran and won his race for Congress. Does anybody
2: else think this is kind of silly? Right. But under the law, candidates for the legislator in, legislature in Westchester County uh, would have to submit a resume to the Westchester County Board of Ethics. That document would then be made public to ensure
1: transparency. But, of course, people could lie on that document. This may be the most egregious example of uh, a public office uh holder having uh lied and, and we could say mistruths misrepresented he lied and he lied repeatedly and it would become the source of great humor
2: yeah all right well then they get into office and of course they continue, continue to lie uh county executive george latimer signing this truthful disclosure law yesterday i think this is just natural sound of that this bill is now law I don't really get it, but okay. 523, the Vatican says Pope Francis spent a peaceful night Rome Hospital after suffering from a respiratory infection. He was having a hard time breathing, but we hear this morning things are better. He's going to be in the hospital likely a few more days. President Biden asking people to pray for the Pope. The Pope is ill now, so say an extra prayer for him. Vatican spokesman says the 86-year-old, uh, this was hospitalized on Wednesday after complaining of breathing difficulties, will have to stay in the hospital for at least a few more days. An Italian news agency this morning say the Pope's nursing staff, optimistic that the pontiff will be discharged in time for Palm Sunday celebrations uh, on this Sunday, this coming Sunday. 524, let's go down to Nashville. We're hearing some of the 911 calls made during the Nashville school shooting. They've been released a uh, teaching assistant, Tiffany Dupree, was one of the people hiding with her students in an art room closet when this gun woman, gun person, came in. And you can hear some of it all in the background. That she calls police, trying to be quiet during this nine one one call. we in an art
5: room closet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I hear another shot. You did. I'm hearing more shots. Okay. Okay. We're upstairs by the art room hallway.
2: Tennessee authorities say three emergency calls were made during the deadly shooting at the Covenant School. Here's another one.
3: 911, what is the address of your emergency? Covenant, Covenant School.
0: Okay, we've got them Go out there. Room. Where are you at in the building?
5: I'm upstairs in the fourth grade classroom on this tub. We fourth grade classroom? okay but we hear gunshots ma'am ma'am listen to me
3: listen to me listen listen we have them out there we have police out there I need to know what room you're in.
2: I'm sorry. Yeah you can hear you know just how frightening the whole thing. Most of the call um were from these three teaching assistants and a teacher asking you know for police to get there as soon as they did of course the police did and were heroic in the way they tried and the way they took down this female uh gun person over uh on monday uh morning when she went into the covenant school uh meanwhile while we're in nashville there was a big protest in nashville yesterday people uh going to the Capitol saying that they want something done about the assault type uh, style li- uh, rifles that were used in this attack.
5: What do we want? Gun control! When do we want it? Now! now. What do we want? That control!
1: Gun control!
2: Yes, yeah, so hundreds of parents, teachers, students urging legislators to stop an act of stop future incidents from happening. They say the goal is to protest Tennessee's house floor session for common sense gun laws. They're asking lawmakers that take action now. Uh, they are also picking on Marsha Blackburn, uh, the Tennessee senator, saying that she wasn't around after the shooting. More from these protesters at the Tennessee state capitol. Yeah, so in Tennessee, they say they had not seen a protest of this size, anti-assault rifle, really ever.
5: One school is all our schools. One child is all our children. One assault weapon can kill more people than than should be allowed.
2: We are just getting started on this Friday morning. A crazy scene in Yonkers, Chappaqua and Pleasantville yesterday as those schools were all fooled by a shooting hoax and uh, nothing funny about this. We'll get into that story before we head out of here. It was also a great opening day for the Mets and Yankees and Gwyneth Paltrow. She's off the hook. Those stories and more coming up right now. WABC News Time is 530.
1: The 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Laden on 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. This is the 77 WABC News Hour with Noah Laden?
2: Yep, that's me, 531. Good morning. It's Friday, March 31st. Happy Friday. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sun this morning, clouds this afternoon, high 54. Rain tonight and overnight, low 51. And then Saturday morning, rain, high 68. And then Sunday, sun and clouds, high 51. If you're walking out the door with us right now, 28 and clear in Lip, 30 in Alam. ...and 36 and partly cloudy here in Midtown. So much more to get to as we work our way up to the 6 o'clock hour. Let's go out to Westchester County. What was a frightening day for students and schools there. Schools in Yonkers, Chappaqua, Pleasantville, Putnam Valley... ...say they were all targeted in what appears to be a nationwide hoax. Police trying to determine who called in a phony active shooter report... That prompted all these schools to go into lockdown mode. Students went into lockdown and were told it was not a drill. And you can imagine after that school shooting in Nashville this week, these students were incredibly frightened.
6: When I hear lockdown, I think like something dangerous happening at school. They said like this isn't a drill. We really just sat there in silence, kind of hoping for the best.
2: Yeah, in each instance, the caller was anonymous. The threats were deemed not credible, but that took a little while to make sure that was the case. Real or not, what are called now these swatting incidents. It had parents, students, and staff on edge. Here's the principal in Chappaqua. We
5: have to take every threat as a serious and credible threat until it's deemed otherwise, and that we can be assured that our students and our staff are safe. And
2: so parents were alerted in some of these schools. They got the text that there was an active lockdown happening at their school and that it was real. It wasn't a practice run. And so some of them ran to the school to make sure their students who were okay, their kids were okay, and who can blame them uh everybody just frightened by this ordeal. got that
3: text
7: that i think parents dread getting which is there's a lockdown in the school and they've told us it's not a drill
5: it's like hard to think about what
6: kind of person would call something into
2: school it is uh, school districts impacted by the phony active shooter calls say they follow the protocols and they see this as an incident uh, an opportunity to improve their response in a case of a real threat happens hopefully you know it never does but uh the people behind these calls, they'll never find them because they're able to somehow hide their numbers and it's just and they could be calling from anywhere in the world. Uh, it happened in Pennsylvania earlier this week, and then yesterday, apparently, it was New York's turn. Meanwhile, while we're talking about that shooting in uh, Nashville and this hoax yesterday in the Hudson Valley, a New York congressman, former Bronx principal, showing his anger and frustration over gun violence, Democrat J- Jamal Bowman, got into a shouting match and in an intense altercation with Kentucky Republican Thomas Massey. This was in the hallway on the House floor or outside the House floor. It took place on Wednesday. Look at the
7: data. You're not looking at any data. You're yeah. not, You're yeah. carrying yeah. the water for the gun
2: lobby. Yeah, a lot of screaming taking place. Bowman was first shouting about how Republicans have done nothing to address gun violence. Massey wasn't going to take that. And they were shouting at each other. Jerry, gosh, more post
7: guns post lead post 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 to more guns? More guns?
2: Yeah, it shows you just what's going on in Washington. Frightening. Uh, 535. White House condemning Russia's detention of this Wall Street Journal reporter. We told you about this as we came on the air yesterday. Uh, Evan Gerskovich taken, uh, behind bars in Russia, held on suspicion of espionage and in the interests of the American government. That's the word from the Russians. The White House uh, says this reporter has done no wrong this
7: espionage charges are ridiculous the targeting of american citizens by russian government is unacceptable
2: press secretary courage Jean pierre there says the white house state department officials in touch with the reporter's employer that being the wall street journal his family as well as the russian government trying to sort this whole thing out we
7: condemn the detention of mr gerskovich in the strongest terms We also condemn the Russian government's continued targeting and repression of journalists. Americans should heed the U.S. government's warning to not travel to Russia. U.S. citizens residing or traveling in Russia should depart immediately.
2: Yeah, so, um, Evan Gershkovich was in Russia for the Wall Street Journal, apparently covering the war in Ukraine. He's a local guy, by the way, Princeton high school grad. So, uh, don't know if the family's still in Princeton. We were reaching out yesterday and didn't get any response back, but, um, the State Department says it's been in intensive talks to try to get him out right away of course the longer he's there is uh, not good for him and not good for his family back here but they say they're working on it hopefully we'll get good news about this in the coming days all right it was a great opening day for the yankees and for the mets both winners yesterday yankees it was their home opener. They took on the Giants and shut them up five, uh, shut them out five zip. It was good for the Mets down in Florida who were playing the Marlins. It was a cold day. these early season games you know you 're starting to march it 's cold to sit out the stadium. It was really cold yesterday, but Yankee fans. We're pretty pumped.
4: Of course I'm excited. Who isn't excited? Although I'm not excited about how cold it is.
2: Oh, I'm going to be one of those banging on the on the wall and,
4: yeah, just going nuts.
2: And how nuts was it? Aaron Judge, who's now the captain of the Bronx Bombers, gets up for his first at-bat of the season and knocks it out of the ballpark, a home run. And then you have this uh, Wachong, New Jersey native. Anthony Volpe or Volpe is uh, making his debut yesterday as shortstop. The 21-year-old Del Barton grad is the youngest Yankee to start on Opening Day since Derek Jeter, and the fan's are pretty pumped about that as well. I think
6: we're really, really good on pitching. I mean,
2: we got our ace pitching, so we're good.
7: Volpe, I mean, he definitely was hot. I hope he stays hot. I hope he definitely grows up in the in the big leagues. Yeah,
2: it's it'll be fun to watch him. Yankee Stadium, by the way. Some nude food options at the ballpark this season. All the core classics are there, like the hot dogs and the hamburgers, but you can get a little more adventurous at Yankee Stadium this season. You know, normally City Field had better food options, at least in my opinion, but now Yankee Stadium bringing in some new ethnic food. Here is the stadium's chief food dude. We'll call him because I don't think he's a chef.
7: All the core classics are there but if you want to be adventurous we've got you on a latin level we've got you on an asian inspired level southern american classic i mean
2: it's 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 covered here yeah so there's some new stuff to look at at the stadium they have the 99 burger that made its debut uh, debut yesterday it has new school american cheese and caramelized onions a uh, special brand of beef apparently it's really good so here's the catch it's apparently it's great that's the reviews uh they call it the 99 burger, of course, for Aaron Judge, who wears the number 99. They're only going to sell 99 of them each game. So they, they were gone before the game even started yesterday. Uh, the chef who came up with this burger, Eric Rienspan, he's very proud of this. It has aged cheddar, cream, butter. Well, I'll let him describe.
3: Aged cheddar, real cream, real butter, salt, sodium citrate. That's it. Five ingredients. And it's, I think, the best tasting and the best melting American cheese ever. It
2: looks like a pretty good burger. So, uh, let's see. They got this street bird mac and cheese with a Mexican twist from the Mac truck, if you want that. Garlic cheesy bread from Bronx native Christian Petroni. Crab fries from Chickies and Pete's, which I think is, was that, it's like a Maryland thing. Uh, but, uh, and they have all kinds of new desserts as well. So apparently the, 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 the food is all good this season um, at Yankee Stadium. The MTA, by the way, highlighting train service for Yankee fans this season. The MTA's Catherine Rinaldi says you can ride from the new Grand Central Madison. You can hop on a Metro North train and you can be at Yankee Stadium in about 16 minutes. That's pretty good.
5: It's the first season where fans from the entire MTA region, from Ronkonkoma to New Haven, can ride into Grand Central for a smooth connection up to the stadium.
2: Yes, yeah, so fans uh, who are north of the city, Connecticut, can take advantage of a thing called the Yankee Clipper Train.
4: This year, Major League Baseball has pitch clocks, which are trying to constrain the, the time that it takes to play a game. So getting there on time is more important than ever. That's uh, why you should be using uh, public transit.
2: Yes, yeah, so, so far, that pitch clock seems to be mostly popular because you're not spending as much time watching a game. Uh, so we went out, as we always do pulse of the people we sent Bob Brown our own Bob Brown out ask them about opening day you about opening day and what you think the Mets and Yankees might do so here's today's pulse of the people question about the Mets and Yankee season it's the opening day with the Yankees and the Mets so what do you think something special about opening day
5: something special especially with Aaron Judge coming back today so I think people are really excited about that and it's always a fun day it's beautiful out so hopefully they'll have a, a great game
1: beautiful day you hit a home run you know
5: already yes. i haven't been able to keep up with doesn't surprise me
6: <laughs> what, uh, preference Mets or yankees?
5: yankees 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 i grew up lower east side yankees i'm a peripheral yankee fan well, <laughs> meaning yankees. that i watch them when i watch them if somebody asks me i'm a yankee fan but i don't really go to see them and go ahead to look for them but they are the young uh, they are the yankees so they
1: are the yankees what about the mets
5: not a Met fan. Not Never. so
1: much the Match, and they so supposedly they have the better team. Right? That's
5: true, but I'm true to the Yankees, always happen.
2: Yeah, it sounds like a lot more Yankee fans there. Texas Republicans want to end tenure for college professors in a fight over what they see as a woke indoctrination being done by professors on college campuses. We have professors that have stepped off the gas, you know, in performance and effort uh, because of tenure. That's Texas State Senator Brandon Creighton says that when professors are not afraid of being fired, they become activists. His bill would prohibit state colleges and universities from offering any type of permanent employment status. Those who have current tenure would not be affected. But that's not going to be good for recruiting professors in the future if you don't offer them tenure because they're all looking for tenure.
7: Non-tenured professors are contributing a disproportionate level of instructional time compared to their tenure counterparts. Now,
2: I don't know if that's going to fly. And
7: further is a conversation about uh, the existing tenure that we have and the question of whether or not tenure is working. As intended.
2: Yeah, I mean, I see what he's going for, but don't think that this spell's going to go anywhere. 5.45 now. Let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk where we find Justin Ellick. Hello, Justin Ellick. Hello, Gnome Layden.
4: We start with, of course, opening day, but not so good news to start off yesterday for the Mets as news came before first pitch. That their second ace in Justin Verlander would be sidelined with a strained upper back muscle. The reigning AL Cy Young Award winner will undergo more scans in a week to determine a timetable for his return. But as for the on-field product for the Mets yesterday, they break through in Miami against the Marlins with a 7th inning rally. That gave them an opening day 5-3 victory. Brandon Nimmo broke the 3-3 tie in that 7th inning with a 2-run double that put New York up for good. Max Scherzer was good, but not great in his season debut, chucking six innings of work and yielding three earned runs along the way. It'll be David Peterson getting the ball for the Mets tonight in Miami, going up against Jesus Lazardo at 6.40 p.m. Eastern time. As for the Yankees, uh, they start off the year 1-0 as well. The Yanks got things started in the Bronx with their 5-0 win over the San Francisco Giants. It didn't take long for Aaron, or should I say Arson? Judge to pick up right where he left off, going deep
1: on just the second pitch he saw. Pitch is swung on and hit in the air to center field in deep. Back goes this rookie on the track at the wall. She is gone. Unbelievable. Aaron Judge in his first at bat of the year. It's
7: a home run to dead center. It is a judge blast.
4: All rise. Here comes the Judge. That call courtesy, the legendary pipes of the great John Sterling. Gleyber Torres added a two-run shot as well. Garrett Cole looked nasty on the bump with his 11 Ks over six scoreless innings. After an off day today, the Bombers will be back at it tomorrow at the stadium for game two of their three game set with San Fran. And on the ice at a game that could have implications on home ice advantage in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Devils edged out the Rangers in Jersey last night by a score of 2-1. to one. New Jersey did all their scoring in the first period with the eventual game winner coming off a one-timer from Timo Meyer. The lone tally for the Rangers came in the second period off the stick of Chris Kreider, but that's all New York would muster in route to the loss. Devils gain some breathing room in that Eastern Conference three seat. Now sitting four points ahead of both the Rangers and Toronto Maple Leafs. The Rangers will be right back at it tonight in Buffalo against the Sabres at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And hardwood action tonight to look forward to. you got the Knicks out in Cleveland. They're going up against the Cavaliers at 7.30. And also at 7.30, the Nets, they get set to welcome in the Atlanta Hawks. Here's sports on 77 WABC. I'm Justin Ellick.
2: Let's catch up on some of the biggest stories of the morning. Of course, no bigger than the indictment of former President Trump. will mark the first criminal case. against a U.S. President Trump going to face criminal charges as a New York grand jury has been investigating the Hush Money case involving his alleged role in the payment to adult film star Stormy Daniels to cover up an alleged affair. One of former Trump's uh, former President Trump's lawyers calling the indictment pathetic. This is Alina Haba.
5: Just knowing the facts as I know them, based on comments to the press by people like Michael Cohen, who they're resting their case on, I think his sentiments are uh, that this is a result of him leading in the polls, doing incredibly well.
2: Trump's former lawyer that she talks about there, Michael Cohen, one of the key witnesses in this case against Donald Trump. He spoke out yesterday, says this day was a long time coming. It shows that the rule of law,
1: that justice... Still exists in this country and that accountability really matters.
2: Trump's sons using words such as communist and third world in their response to the indictment of their dad. Here's Eric Trump. I mean, this is, these people are evil. They're wicked. And it's why people have lost trust in the system of the United States of America. This is third world tactics. Donald Trump Jr. doing a live stream yesterday called the grand jury vote communist level that would make Mao and Stalin blush. Not all members, though, of the president's family are upset over his indictment. Here's his niece, Mary Trump, who has gone hard against him for a long time. Because
5: he has gotten away with so much for so long. I think it's absolutely understandable that some people would be feeling vindicated and Quite honestly,
2: celebratory. Former Vice President Mike Pence uh, calling the indictment of the president just
6: an outrage. The American people are going to look at this, see it as one more example of the criminalization of politics in this country and and it's one more example of the kind of drama that captures washington dc
2: so the secret service now talking with new york authorities about how they'll transport the former president from mar-a-lago to manhattan to face those criminal charges correspondent garrett hake has more on that an
3: unprecedented political circus that'll end with a arraignment process that's much like that that anyone else charged with a crime in new york city would face he'll be fingerprinted uh he'll have his mug shot taken he'll have his Cheek swab for DNA. We won't see any of that, but he'll go through all of it accompanied by his Secret Service detail.
2: So, Secret Service says it's working with local authorities here and Trump's lawyers to provide a safe surrender. Not clear when that's going to happen.
3: He'll appear before a judge for an arraignment. Again, that part, just like anyone else you might see in, uh, you know, charged with any particular crime on the island of Manhattan. So, this is going to be a fairly extraordinary moment legally and politically. All right,
2: so what do you think We took to the streets to find out? Yes,
5: I'm very excited. I've been looking forward to um, consequences for the actions that the former guy has had for years. Like, my friends and I are already celebrating online.
2: Here's some people down by the Staten Island Ferry. He's a thief. He's crooked. He's a fraud. The past always comes back to haunt you.
3: He shouldn't have done it. He's clearly done a lot of illegal things, uh, so it's good to get charged with something. This one in particular... I don't know. It's certainly not his most important crime.
2: Police, of course, beefing up patrols Trump Tower Fifth Avenue. The entire NYBDD being told to dress in uniform today be at the ready, though I can tell you, at least last night, Uh, From the time the indictment was announced until this morning, has been very quiet. Hardly anybody outside Trump Tower, almost nobody outside that lower Manhattan
5: courtroom. I am glad that they finally got Donald Trump indicted. I feel like it is not a good example to the youth if we allow a person like him or anyone else to get away with lying, cheating and stealing. So I think it's very, very important that we go through the justice process.
2: W.A.B.C. News, Newstime, 553. By the way, Joe Tacopina, the president's personal lawyer, going to be on with Sid this morning. So you'll get to hear his side of the story from Joe Tacopina. You're pretty excited about it. Oh, Lara Trump is going to be on as well, who is the niece. No, the daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law, sorry. Daughter-in-law of Donald Trump. Tow truck driver Paul Kermici was on his way to work in Rutherford, that's in New Jersey, earlier this month when a car in front of him flew off the road, flipped over, and hit a tree. This was on Route 17 North exit ramp. It was about 4.30 in the morning. This car went into the reeds there. I mean, you couldn't even really see it from the roadway. And this guy, because he's a good guy, Paul got out of his tow truck and went over and saved this guy. He pulled him out of this Mazda convertible.
1: It's always usually a boring ride in, never nothing exciting. And then I just seen a cloud of smoke, some debris. He was covered in blood. And as I pulled him out. I had blood on my hands, all over my clothes.
2: But he's a good guy, the driver who did survive, charged with DWI. So I guess he was drinking and drunk behind the wheel. Police say... If Carmici had not pulled over and gone and gotten this guy out of his car, he likely would have died because they say the car might have fallen in on him because it, it actually flipped completely over. And uh, so there was fears that could have happened, but thankfully it did not.
0: The car could have collapsed, like the integrity of the vehicle. It could have crushed him underneath it. What Paul did that day was tremendous. You know, he played a paramount
2: uh, part in what what happened. Carmici says he's no hero, credits his history in the military and his tow truck experience for his quick response
1: in that moment. I'm not a hero. I just did what I think anybody else would have do or should do. I mean, people, somebody's in need, you've got to help them. You can't just leave somebody bleeding, hurt on the side of the road. Yeah, good job, Paul Carmici. I got into this crazy
2: traffic jam earlier this week, and it was all these vans, and I couldn't figure out what it was. But I've now come to find out. It was a mitzvah tank traffic jam. Have you ever heard of these mitzvah tanks? These are um, Orthodox Jews who drive these mitzvah tanks around the city and they ask people to put on tefillin or they give out matzah or whatever the holiday is. Anyway, they had a holiday parade yesterday. And I guess apparently, apparently I got caught in this. The mitzvah
4: tanks are the idea that just like... War is all around us. Um, these tanks are the opposite of the war. We're trying to combat that with goodness and kindness.
2: Yeah, so Passover is next Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? You want to guess how many texts I received
7: yesterday from Curtis Slewa?
2: About the mitzvah tank? The
7: mitzvah tank is outside, Sid, waiting for you. Until you come back to the studio and admit you celebrate Passover and not Easter, they're not leaving. <laughs> I okay. must have gotten 15 texts from just Curtis. Just Curtis. Yeah, well, the mitzvah tank. And so, by the way, these Jews, they rough you up, you know, they do. How did they with the They're disc- like the mob? You know, the mob would uh, go collect the guy off the street. They'd rough right. him up and throw him in the trunk of a car. That's what these Jews do.
2: Wait, so they rough you up they, and then put yes. you in the midst of a tank? They
7: throw you in the midst of a tank. They wrap the filling on you. They put a yarmulke on you. They make you daven. If you don't do it, they kill you.
2: <laughs> but if you do do it, you get a free box of matzah.
7: Well, that's true. Yes. So you're either going to die or right. get a free box of matzah. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how bad the traffic was. Oh, of this, I'm sure this parade. Yeah, I know. It's a big deal, and they did it on a Thursday. Not even today, at Shabbos. Well, you can't do it on Shabbos. Oh, good you? point. You're right. Yeah. No, you.
0: Yeah.